Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Welcome back to Conversations, another beautiful conversation of inspiration with Z and Vin. And Z, today we are talking about why easy things are so hard. Uh, So what do we mean by this? Well, if you look at the challenges that a lot of people face, you told me a story which I thought was really interesting. Someone who's diabetic, who's got a number of health challenges, uh, who's just struggling uh, to function and get through life physically, and you're talking to one of their family members, and the family member is saying, yeah, you know, it's really hard for her because she can't get enough of the 4x4s. So as you're talking to me about this, you're saying, what the hell is a 4x4? And I'm listening to this. I guess I'm not. I haven't been as health conscious my entire life as you have. So I know what a 4x4 is. I'm from Southern California. I know that you go to In-N-Out, and you can get burgers animal style with the ketchup and the mustard mixed in. I know that they've got the double-double, which is on the menu, and that's two patties and two pieces of cheese. And if you want, you can order something off the menu. So you can go for a 4 by 4 which is four patties and four slices of cheese. And Z, I think I just horrified you when I said you can even go to an 8 by 8 if you want <laughs> eight burgers and eight slices of cheese, and that becomes your meal. So it sounds ridiculous, uh, but for this person, it's a serious issue. Because apparently this poor woman gets all of her nutrition from 4x4s. She can't get enough of the 4x4s. It's having a devastating effect on her health. And as we're thinking about this, it's something for you which is very puzzling. You've never had a, an In-N-Out burger. So I don't have this stuff anymore, but back in the day, I used to have it. It was quite delicious. I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe it's not something you can relate to. I can sort of relate to it. Again, not so much anymore, but I remember – that I used to get really excited uh, when heading over to In-N-Out. But still, if you step back and just think about this logically, does this make any damn sense? Uh, I mean, the person, their body is shutting down. They're going into various states of distress. Obviously, if you have a steady diet of junk food, that's not going to help your cause. So the easy solution is just don't eat the 4 by 4 Maybe you can start with the double-double. Maybe you can wait, work your way back to a single burger, and then eventually you can get out of in and out, eat some real food. Might not happen overnight, but you can move in that direction. Pretty simple solution. Pretty universally accepted. Not much debate about this. No great mystery over here. Eat relatively healthy. Get a moderate amount of exercise, and you can survive for a long time. But despite the fact that the health is failing this easy, obvious solution is very difficult for this person to implement. So this is where we're going to start, Z. Let's talk about this a little bit and explore the this kind of mentality. If you take something which is such an obvious solution to a problem, what is your perspective? Why does it become so hard for people to change their behavior? What goes back again, Vin, is the miseducation of us. The rise of the, we talked earlier about the anti-hero, the rise of ignorance as uh, something that is revered. And we end up 
trivializing and complicating our lives unnecessarily. You know, some uh, months ago, we started a sustainable garden at home, an urban garden. And I was new at it, and we, it grew, it worked, everything worked. And then um, it's, it's gotten a little raggedy, right? It's, it worked. It was like, wow, I'm growing food. We can grow all the food we want in our front yard. We ate some tangerines on the way in, but I looked at the garden. It's really shabby. Well, what does the garden need? Like a human being, like a human being, it needs nurturing daily. And infrequently, it needs to be weeded. And even more infrequently than that, but on a regular basis, it needs to have the soil turn just a little bit. And it will provide you with abundance above and beyond what you might need. It's a lesson in that. Those lessons are all around us. Sometimes the easiest things to do, for example, you were talking about uh, the story I share with you. There's a woman who is health, her body is wasting away. And her brother reached out to me, a very dear friend of mine. What can I do for her? And he knew what I was going to say. He even knew. Is there a magic book? Is there something other than taking away her, uh, for what, what was a four by four? I got to go back to Van. Just the name of the place, I would not consider going there to eat. In and out sounds like something you eat and then you get diarrhea. Is that what it meant? I don't know what that means. It's pretty close to what happened. It's pretty close to what happened. And somebody said, oh, you never go. No, no, I don't know where it's at. People will tell me often, yeah, I'm going to be right near the jack-in-the-box, you know, right over by you. No, I don't know where that's at. I don't consider that food. And, and technically, it is not food. So please, all of the people on Dharma Media, all of our community, easy. This is what's easy. If it, if it, if it costs a dollar and they can give you a pound of stuff back, it's not food they're giving you, okay? Is that easy enough? Is that This is really easy math, okay? There are certain things that though they may look like food, it's not food, okay? And then you won't have certain additional issues to deal with just living your life anyway. Okay, that's just one of those things. So... There are other areas of our life, exercise regimen. What does it require? What's easy? Just do it. I told my nephew, Jante, he's just hard-headed, like most of these kids. Him and Caitlin, they hang out together. He wants to get buffed up. The guy looks like an ad for a care package, right? Good kid. <laughs> I'm trying to get some weight on him, get some structure on him. He wants to fight and all this other kind of stuff. I said, I need you to do this three times a week. And every day I asked him, I said, did you do it? Well, let me give you an excuse again. What, what Tony said, excuse is not a solution. What did he tell me, Kayla? Well, I'm doing it with dumbbells. Did I say do it with dumbbells? I said do the clean and jerk with the Olympic bar. Easy. That's really easy. Complex is doing something different that doesn't give you the results. So that's one example. But in all of our lives, we have situations. We get into relationship stuff. If you know what makes your partner go off, don't do it. 
Don't test the water. Don't poke the tiger. Easy. Just avoid that issue. It's a petty skirmish. Leave it alone. You and your party may have different religions or something. Meet them where you meet them. Leave the religious stuff alone until it invades into your space, then create those healthy boundaries, whatever it might be. You know a person well enough to know their temperament. It's just not interesting. I believe that if you practice the concept of do easy and don't make easy hard, a lot of life problems will go away right away. You won't need a lot of counseling. You won't need a lot of intervention, right? So easy. Eat healthy food that was created by nature paralleling human evolution. If all of a sudden they figured out a new way to turn plastic into a food-like substance, then you might not want to do that. That's a little hard to do. You know what's easy to do is just eat food. You're hanging out with your friends and you have certain friends with maybe health or drinking issues or something. Don't go drinking with them. Real easy. Or you might have a drinking issue. Who knows? Caitlin has a drinking issue. And she just, we just don't take her out drinking. We know if we take her out drinking, right? Which I don't drink either. I go and I, I like to watch people get drunk, but I don't drink. But we know Kate will probably get arrested. You know, she's Native American, mixed with some Dutch ancestry, some real mess. So, a couple of Crazy Eights. What's that beer you like, Crazy Eight? I don't know what that is, but she says she likes Crazy Eight and, 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 and Mad Dog 2020. I Ew, have no idea what gross. that is, but I know whenever they take her out, we're bailing her out of jail. Easy thing to do, don't do that. Okay? So I'm having fun with this right now, Vin, but we can think about it in that way. Think about the things that all of us do in our life that makes our life harder. Right? Easy things we can do that we don't do. And it makes easy so hard. During these economic times or challenging economics, don't buy stuff you don't need. Most of the time when we buy stuff, we're buying what we want, not what we need. Most of the time we have too much stuff anyway. Rarely do we ever have to buy. We don't have to buy anything. Did you know? Because we live in such times of abundance, even when there's not abundance, it's gauged by how much you're spending. Isn't that crazy? If we were really in tight times, we wouldn't spend anything because we'd be focusing on eating. So the easiest thing to do is ratchet down the spending. During times of this unpredictable pandemic and the Kofifi and all this stuff's going on, hey, how about not travel a lot and hang out with a bunch of different people? Whatever you believe in, just lay low. That's easy. Don't make it hard. Don't go to the, the, the mud fest with a thousand other people drinking Mad Dog 2020 and, and Crazy <laughs> 8 with Caitlin at the mud fest. That's, it's just not going to turn out right. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. And so relationships are an interesting thing on all levels, between friends, between uh, lovers, between siblings. When you're around people you know, what 
do they enjoy and what what upsets them? Most of you know. <clears throat> Life is short, so spread the joy. If something brings peace and joy to your interaction with somebody, do that. Don't do what's hard. Don't bring up old issues from childhood with your siblings. Especially over the holidays, if you're forced to be around your siblings or you end up being around your siblings and they have you have troubling past issues. That's water under the bridge. Don't don't make easy hard. Let it go. Right, Kaylin? Kaylin has issues with her sister. She's always coming ranting about her sister. No. Always ranting about her sister. I say, Kaylin, that happened when you were uh, six years old, okay? Let it go. Right, Kaylin? Don't I tell you that all the time? I say, let it go. And if anything, do, it's my brother. But, yeah, no. Yeah, so that was, when did that happen? When you were nine? All my life. Okay, because you keep bringing it up. Let it go. Meet people where you can meet them. Part with them where you need to part with them. That's easy. That's easy. Don't make it hard. We should not, again, we do ourselves a favor by not trying to make people what we want them to be. But also, here's another part of it. Acceptance is very difficult. Because you accept something, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy because there's going to be a season of adjustment for yourself, not that person. People are who they are. People change because they, as an individual, see a benefit in changing, not because you want them to change. Part of that benefit could, you, could mean that you're in their life. But it's a side benefit for the, for the reason they're changing. They're changing because it's in their own best interest. So we don't have to try to force people to change. Accept them for where they're at. Make the adjustments around it. If you have a crowded house, right? You got a bunch of grown-ups in the house. That's what I mean, a crowded house. If you have a bunch of grown-ups in the house, take stock of the temperament of each person. Acknowledge what you've discovered about them and find the easiest path of dealing with them. But it's going to challenge you because everybody has to participate in this. Now, if it's too many grown-ups in the house, you got somebody else that's going get the hell out of the house, okay? Kids are different. When they're minors, they're, 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 they're under 18, you just have to put up with them, right? But you prepare them for getting the hell out of your house if it's not harmonious. Harmony is easy. Disharmony is hard. Always let easy be easy. Do not make easy hard. You follow me, Vin? Yeah. Focus on the easy solutions. Just do that. Just live. Just move forward. As we're talking about it, Z, I got to say, I feel like maybe there's something in us that's innate that prevents us from going down that easy path. Because you're right, most of the time, life is pretty simple. Success, for example, isn't that difficult. It's like if you're going to do something, you want to build a skill, you want to get stronger, faster, you want to build a business, whatever it is, just put in the effort. Just do what you need to do. Put in the hours, the time, deal with the headaches, commit to the process, and eventually you'll get there. And maybe it's not smooth. Maybe you need to pivot. Maybe you get injured. Maybe your business goes in a new direction. 
So there might be some adjustments, some fluidity. But the basic formula is the same. Break it down, follow the instructions, focus on the execution. And if you keep on doing that enough, you'll get to your destination. I remember you were telling me once about fighting and how the one-two punch is something that's almost impossible to defend if you perfect that. Simple. One-two punch, anyone learns that off the bat. And if you master that, you're virtually unbeatable. But instead of focusing on those basics, people feel like they need to complicate. They want to do something else, try something different. And I think maybe a related example, I see people who deal with anxiety, and some of the solutions are extremely simple. It's like, put down your cell phone. (laughs) Don't check it a thousand times a day. Guess what? That means your mind is all over the place. That means that you're training yourself to look for more stimulation, to think about what's next, to get your head out of the present. So put your phone down. Simple. But people don't want to do that. They want to talk about it. They want to talk about how anxious they are, how difficult it is, how it's ruining their life, how they need to get this under control, how they're going to commit to change. (laughs) They want to go to therapy about it, bring in their friends. But they don't just want to take that simple action. So when I think about this, it seems like it's some combination. On the one hand, maybe we like to complicate things. We like entertainment and variety. We just get bored with the easy solutions. Maybe on the other hand, there's some aversion to acting, to just doing something instead of thinking about it, planning it, analyzing it. Maybe that's a tendency that we all have. We're in this hyper-analytical society I don't really know, but what's your perspective? I mean, what are some of the things that get in the way of us following that easy solution? One of the things that gets in the way of that, Vin, is you hit on something on the one-two punch. So something that any martial player or combatant knows is the fight is over when you knock out a person, right? If there's a, a, a match. And the easiest way of doing that is a mastering the one-two punch. Yet it requires thousands of repetitions of the one-two punch and all the foundations of movement that go along with it are being developed a drop in a bucket at a time. One by one by one by one. And eventually you will have that ability to vanquish 90% of your opponents. But because of the tedious nature of development, because of the incremental movement forward, people say, yeah, I did this and now I, I, I want to do it. Is there a faster way? So, okay, well, if you want a faster way, let me teach you a chokehold. Now you want to learn chokehold. Ah, you know, I, 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 now I can beat 40% of the people that are weaker than me. Well, I want to try some. Well, try the kick with the chokehold and then the beatdown punch or whatever. So it's getting more and more complicated, as you say. And there is that part that I believe we have a romantic attachment to drama. Some bizarre romantic attachment to drama. And that's that would be for those who are not working on enlightenment. When we take ownership and possession of self, we, we don't need the dramatic romance in our life. 
because life is so short, so precious, so fleeting. Let's get this stuff out of the way so we can dwell in life. Let us just dwell in being. And in that dwelling in being, find the beauty of the moment, the beauty of the shared moment, the thing that enriches you, the thing that brings you simple joy, the thing that that simple joy then gives momentum to your daily existence. One of the most difficult things to do in life is to get through your day uninspired, to get through your day without impetus, drive, motivation, to be partnered in your day with the shadow of depression always near. And we gain that inspiration from the things that bring us contentment, the constancy of friendship, partnering, when you and I just get to shoot the breeze on the phone to re-vector my own existence, to bounce wonderful ideas out, that's all life is. So this is the easy thing to do. Nurture. Nurture your palate and that taste you have for the contentment that's shared in your life. Those simple things. When you work out, keep a constant, simple routine. In your devotions, be consistent and simple. Don't go running from one guru to another or one, uh, what is it, these uh, influencer, what do you call these people that, that motivate, they say something like a motivation speaker or life coach and you're running around to different people. Don't run around. Find someone that resonates with you and stick with it long enough to be able to observe your own progress. Don't ask other people how you're doing. You're knowing yourself. Is it useful to me? Is it beneficial? Am I gaining? Not am I always happy and enthused and, and, and excited. You don't want to do that. Look for the mundane. In your familiar relationships, you might have a lot of family members, stuff like that. You can't please everybody. A lot of people don't even like you. So you don't, you, you're not obligated to interact with these people. Because you'll get tired, exhausted, and it's unfulfilling. Don't do it. That's too hard. The simple thing is take that same energy and redirect it to the people around you who uplift you, nurture you, and bring you love and care about you through the different uh, seasons in your life. In intimate relationships, if you know somebody, you, you and your wife know each other, you know what she likes, she knows what you like, just, just nurture the garden. Don't keep asking. Don't keep talking. Don't keep wondering. There's nothing there. We're not that interesting. You know, they want you to not throw your socks on the floor. They don't throw your socks up. It's that simple. Don't hire maid, wear disposable socks. Don't, you know, don't do all that stuff. Right? Keep it simple. And don't make simple hard. You follow me, Ben? I think one of the areas that people get tripped up on is this constant search for more and excitement. And this is something that we've talked about in the past. 
as simple as you're saying can be mundane. It's doing the same things over and over. And if we do them well, as long as we're progressing, we're evolving, we have a certain amount of harmony in our life, we can gain that contentment. But if we don't have that harmony or that peace of mind, or maybe that perspective, because our mentality is always, let's reach for the next thing, let's try something new, then we never advance sufficiently on any path to reap the benefit. And that becomes very destructive. If that's the case, we're always searching from one thing, going to the next, to the next, to the next. It reminds me of that story about the man digging the well, which you've probably heard, where he digs in one spot and he digs 10 meters down and finds nothing. So he gives up, he goes somewhere else, he digs another 10 meters, he gives up, he digs another 7 meters, and he calls it a day. Uh, But the water was 25 meters down. So had he just stayed in the same place, he would have gotten that water and fulfilled his thirst. Uh, But he never did that because he was always looking for something easier uh, or didn't have the commitment and the resolve uh, to finish the course that he'd set out on. So I think if we can cultivate the perspective of contentment and just focusing on the process and setting aside this idea of excitement and constant stimulation and wanting something more, we put ourselves in a much stronger position. And maybe one way to do this, to get us out of this mindset of more, is instead of thinking about easy or mundane, think about sustainable. And Z, that's something that you and I have talked about quite a bit. It's really, what what am I trying to achieve and what's going to satisfy my objectives with the least amount of energy? Uh, Because, sure, if we want something exciting, it feels good for a little while, we can get that high. You can take the drug, you can go and do your Mad Dog 2020 with Caitlin, have a great night out, come home, stumble in drunk. And that works for a night, but how does that work for a lifetime? It's not going to work because it's going to take too much of a toll. Uh, We're going to wake up exhausted. We won't be able to function. Health is going to decline. So instead of thinking in terms of excitement, maybe if we think in terms of what is the path that is sustainable, that's going to lead us to contentment, that's a better way to proceed. And perhaps uh, that puts us in a direction where we're not always looking for what's next or what's more. We're focused more on extracting everything we can from what we have. And no situation is perfect, and we might have to adjust, and we might have to evolve, but at least let's experience what we have before throwing it away and looking for something else. And as I think about this, I'm getting a little worked up because this is a topic we've talked about a lot. To me, this is the biggest tragedy of life. You think about life, and we've stated that life is all about the present moment. It's all about what you're experiencing right now. But people never even get to that point because it's almost like you decide up front that what's happening right now is not good enough, even though you've never experienced it. You can't experience it because your mind is moving in a thousand different directions. You're thinking about your cell phone. You're thinking about the party. You're thinking about what movie you're going to watch, whatever your weekend plans are. So you never even give yourself a chance to experience what you have around you before you throw it away and move on to something else. And it's very subtle uh, because you can go through an entire lifetime without really experiencing what you have or taking advantage of the relationships in your life, uh, doing the steady things day in and day out, taking the bitter medicine that we talked about that leads to progress and advancement and satisfaction. So 
maybe the lesson here, Z, is to reject this search for excitement, the search for more, really focus on the basics. And I think if we can anchor ourselves in what's happening now, we can focus on the process, get rid of that anxiety and that nagging sense that whatever we're doing isn't good enough. That's where we start. Maybe that's a path towards this easier solution. Yeah, Ben, and, and another element of that, too, is, again, the contemplative practices. Life is as good as you want it to be. And when I feel down or when I find myself going into a place of non-contentment or depression, I look at what causes it. I have a contemplative practice that asks me to do self-analysis. And there are things that make up my life that when they are not in harmony, I find the energy of my life depressed. And those are, there are a few elements that make the spokes or, or, or the satellites of our life. Your friends, your family, your career, your skill, whatever it is. And the more that you have those things close to you, the more able you are to manage those things. So you have things that will come up, health challenges. So there, that's inevitable is gravity. You're just living on earth, you're going to get a cold or flu or, or, or a disease of some kind or that visits you. But aside from that, there will be things that will inspire you to get well. That may be people in your life, things you have an interest in, uh, duties you have to perform. So all of these parts of you can be nurtured, uh, tweaked, adjusted, so that you can maintain a very high potential of constancy and contentment. When it comes to your role in the lives of others, Fulfill your duty. This is another word in modern times that we bemoan about and we just don't like it. But there are duties that are incurred in life in order to extract the commerce of life and get what's yours. There's a trade-off. There is a trade-off. You have duty to your three daughters and not just for their sake but for your own sake as a human being and as a self-defined man or father right Vin so you have duties it's not always happy this myth that you're gonna always be happy hey girls what do you want to do well I want to go to the uh, the, the, the the bunny rabbit pink palace and and we're gonna all dress up and you go, oh my God, this is horrible. This is just horrible. It really is horrible. But your duty to your children is to go to the teddy bear, fluffy pink palace thing with the girls and let them, you know, throw glitter at you or whatever girls do. And, you know, when you're done with it, it wasn't that bad. They were happy. They loved their dad. They thought you had a great time. You didn't, but because they thought you had a good time, it made it a good time. That's the way duty works. Let's say... <clears throat> You know, Vin, you, you, you sit at home and, and, and your wife comes up to you and says, Hey, dude, I need some stimulation. I need some, uh, I need some love. 
You know, you know how you're looking at the Wall Street Journal or whatever you do on your free time. You're going, no, man, I, I really am not up for this, metaphorically and literally. I'm not really up for this. But you know, it's your duty as a husband to perform. So you, you go, okay, let me go get myself ready. It's your duty. It's real simple. And like it is hers. It's the duty when you have an employer, an employee, when you're a partner in a business. You have certain duties. And they may not always feel good right in that moment, but they always end up good. Have you ever noticed that about duty? You give your word. You show, you, you, you show up. It was rough traffic. I had to get through traffic, but it was my duty. Duty leaves you with a, a clarity, a clarity of your behavior, a clarity of action, a clarity of your character. And if you shy away from duty, as it said in the Vedas, then you're not just betraying those you have a duty to. You're betraying your own potential to be a better human being. Remember, it's, it's not on that scale of fun, good, happy, sad. It's your duty. It's like my garden. It is my duty to work on the garden if I'm enjoying the harvest of that garden. It's not always fun digging in the dirt, but it's sure as fun as hell eating that organic food. Duty. So, we serve ourselves well. We start out by talking about why is easy so hard. And one of the reasons easy is so hard because duty is bland. And the flavor comes after the performance of duty. It tastes bland, but it goes down sweet. How about that? You follow me, Vin? Yeah, I think this delayed gratification point is important. And our culture it seems to gravitate more and more towards instant gratification, which gets us towards things that are seemingly easy but really makes our lives a lot harder. So that's a problem that we have to grapple with and be aware of. And I'll just expand on one of the points you made, this whole point about perspective and looking at your life and tuning it in a way such that you have harmony. I think that's really fundamental uh, because I go back to the story we told at the beginning about this lady who's dealing with some severe health challenges. If you don't have that ability to step back in that perspective, it's very easy to get lost in confusion. So maybe you just say, oh, my God, I'm getting old. My health is going downhill. What did I do to deserve this? This is so horrible, but I guess this just happens. And you don't step back and recognize the obvious because you're so confused with these narratives that you've been hearing and maybe what your peer group is saying. So being able to examine yourself objectively gives you clarity, which allows you to move towards that easy solution. And I think the way you put it, it got me thinking, we're really the architects of our own life. It's like you're an engineer. You've got all these different pieces that you have to put together. You have to put them together in a way where they all work well. And collectively, there's some harmony. Uh, so some give at some times, uh, some might take at other times, but overall they satisfy our needs. To me, the biggest test is at the end of the day, can I go to sleep with a clear mind? So if I've got all the parts working right, if I've done the things that I need to do, 
thing shouldn't be weighing on me. I shouldn't have all these problems and anxieties and unfulfilled desires. So can I step back, diagnose the problem, and make sure that I create a life where ultimately the parts are contributing to my tranquility? And that allows me to get that contentment and the fulfillment that propels me through this life. That's right. So that's it. So our simple message is, uh, and our homework is, can we let easy be easy and not make it hard? Do what's easy. All right, Vin? Easy breezy, easy peasy. Peace and happy new year. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.